Today on Locked On NHL, we're going to talk about why players keep playing even though they're hurt and a bunch of other stuff. All of that is coming up on today's edition of Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever to all of you out there. You're listening to Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network on today's edition of Western Conference Wednesday. My name is Sarah Avampato, host of Locked On Kings, uh, and as always, joined by host of Locked On Flames, my current nemesis, uh, Jess Belmosto, uh, here <laughs> to talk all about Western Conference stuff. On today's show, we're going to look at a little bit of what's happening in Calgary as they've got a prominent player who is out for the season. Uh, we're going to look at a retirement in the uh, Anaheim Ducks, and we're going to talk about coaches and who should win a big shiny award at the end of the season. Uh, so we're going to get to all that today, but we'll start with Calgary as Sean Monahan, who has been like the butt of, of fan frustration mm-hmm. all season long, uh, and is well known for being a player who maybe plays through things that he shouldn't play through, uh, has been shut down for the season uh, with injuries. So, surprise. yeah, surprise. So what, <laughs> what is going on with him? What's what's the situation there? You know, I <laughs> well, OK, so last season he had left hip surgery. He had like very significant hip damage um, into very early in the season, played through it. They shut him out or shut him down rather, had surgery, came back for camp. And I don't really think he had time to fully completely heal. And then he was a healthy scratch, a healthy scratch, mind you. Um, I believe it was March 25th against Arizona. And then um, he missed practice and like he was absent from morning skate. So everyone was like, what's going on here? You know, maybe it's just a maintenance day. Who knows? And then on Saturday, which was not April Fool's Day, uh, the day after, uh, Brad Tree Living, the general manager of the Flames, came out and said he's been shut down for the season. He's having season-ending surgery on his other hip, so his right hip. Um, And he came right to me and said, hey, something's wrong. So at least they didn't force him to play through it. Yeah, I feel like last time he, that had like he had all of that happen, like there were those quotes in the one like the athletic article that were talking about how he was like, yeah, if I bend over to do a face off, sometimes like my whole body just gets stuck there. And I'm like, who who is reading this thinking like, oh, that's perfectly normal and OK. Right. Like, it's so frustrating because I've talked about it like three times in the last month. Um, basically like a weekly occurrence uh, of Sean Monaghan playing through injuries and how, like, I'm not frustrated with him. Mm -hmm. I think that like, that needs to be clear. I don't, I don't have this vendetta against Sean Monaghan because he has like, he's injury prone or whatever. I have issues with the organization for allowing him to play through these. If a player comes to you and says, Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, like, I'm sure they have conversations. Hey, like, you know, why are you, why is your face-off percentage, like, absolute garbage? 
oh, you know, well, coach, like my hip keeps locking up. Okay, we'll see you the next game. Like, you don't process that that's not healthy, that's not good. Like, he has played through significant injuries before um, with his wrist, his two hernias, his groin, Mm -hmm. his other wrist. Like, this guy's 27 years old. I don't understand. Yeah, and, like, I I know that the the take that the hockey man take on this is always like, well, you know, you want to be a good teammate and you want to whatever, but like, how is it helping your team if you are in such like physical pain or whatever that you're not playing at your best? Like, I, like, I feel like that it's like the opposite of being a good teammate because you're You're dead weight. Right. And I mean, you know, especially for Monaghan, who like, you know, I'm not even that tuned into what's happening with Calgary and fans, but I feel like all I see are people complaining about him and complaining about underperforming and whatever. Well, how much of that is attributed to the fact that like, who knows when the last time was that he was ever fully healthy? Like, of course he's not going to be great. And so then everyone's mad at him for something that's kind of out of his control. Exactly. And it's, so frustrating too because you know I try to look at this from like an even bigger picture Mm -hmm. you you hear about all of these retired athletes who come out and most recently Jimmy Hayes who start whose drug Mm -hmm. addiction started because he was playing through an injury Mm -hmm. and I'm not like trying to speculate of you know current players or anything because that's incredibly inappropriate but do we want more players going Mm -hmm. down path like that and you know 27 years old that is he's not even 30 yeah and this guy has had significant damage done to his body and it's just not healthy yeah I feel like the other example that you know it's not obviously as sad of an ending as Jimmy Mm -hmm. Hayes but Ryan Kessler uh, who a couple I think last offseason offseason before there was a special that um, I think Rick, Rick West had did it because that he does all of the exposés at this point. Um, but Kessler was talking about how he just played through injury, played through injury, was on so many different drugs and painkillers just to be able to play that his life, like he can't play with his kids. He can't have a normal life at this point, like, or is just kind of getting it back. And it's all because he did this to his body to play. And everyone was just like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Like you got to play. Right. And it's like if a guy like Ryan Kessler doesn't feel like he can speak up until he's his career is over, like what chance does, you know, a 19 year old coming into the league have exactly. like, to, to be able to stand up for themselves like that? And I think my biggest problem here is the quotes that are coming out of Calgary. And it's like, uh, you should want to be like Sean Monahan. No, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I would love to be like him in the monetary aspect (laughs) of things, of course. But you should not be creating and condoning a culture where, one, your players are playing through these significant injuries. Two, uh, your medical staff is Mm -hmm. not doing their job. Three, you're propping these players up to be godlike. What's that going to say, you know? God forbid, you know, Johnny Gaudreau, you know, he mm-hmm. hurt his wrist. He's not going to come to you and say, hey, mm-hmm. I, I something's not right here. 
he's going to say, I have to be better right. than that. Yeah. But. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's frustrating. I feel like it's frustrating for fans because, you know, you don't get to see the top players sometimes because they're out, but that's the right choice because right. they're still people. And, you know, when they come back, they're going to be better. They're going to play better. Right. Um, with the Kings a couple of years ago, Jeff Carter had, it wasn't hit, like, it wasn't like totally, it was like his, it wasn't his Achilles, but it was like leg sort of yeah, region and he had it slashed mm -hmm. by a skate like total accident freak play like not you know wasn't anything dirty um and he has even said that it took him he was out for a long time and it he, he has said like it took him a couple seasons to even feel like he was even close to mm -hmm. being able to skate the way he used to and it's like imagine and you know he certainly came back probably before he should have and again, another guy who, you know, veteran player respected in the room around the league and is like, no, no, I got to come back. Like, right. but you can, you can hardly skate. Like you watched him and you were like, oh man, this guy's done because he skated so bad. And that's his, that's his game. Um, right. And no, it just took a couple years to like fix it. Right. Like, and that's the thing. I said this on the show about hip surgeries because even David Krejci came back before mm -hmm. he was fully healed. Mm -hmm. But Hip injuries are not something you rush back from. Mm -hmm. You need to like, there's a lot there. Yeah. I don't know. Muscles and, yeah. yeah. There's just like, obviously a lot. And you don't, they, those just don't magically heal faster because you are a star athlete. Like I, I you're not a superhero. Mm -hmm. You're not superhuman. You are, they got the same 206 bones as the rest of us. I was going to say the same 32 teeth, but they don't. Definitely not. Definitely, Definitely not. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, like they pump their gas just like we do. They eat Chipotle, Tyler Sagan. <laughs> his butt's getting fatter because he eats Chipotle. So that I eat Chipotle too. Right. So we are one in the same. But they are not any different. Yeah. Just because they're they're in much better shape. Yeah. That does not mean that their body is going to like heal right. just in time for training camp. Yeah. Surprise. Magic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's frustrating. Well, I, I wish him the best. I wish that like it wasn't like this, yeah. that, you know, things were different and it wouldn't be like, oh, so now everyone suddenly hates you. P.S. You have to have your hip replaced. Like, right. cool. So right. we will coming up next uh look at another player who has announced his retirement who you know probably has been a guy who has played through a lot of injuries uh and probably shouldn't have we'll talk about that next on the show but first let's talk about HelloFresh because if you are someone who doesn't have time to like figure out what you want to cook if you are someone who looks in the kitchen and just gets like super overwhelmed because you're like I have 14 different ingredients and I don't know how to make them a meal well HelloFresh can solve those problems for you because with HelloFresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that is why it is America's number one meal kit. I actually got my uh, HelloFresh kits the other day, and I'm super excited about them. Ooh. They come with, like, fancy little cards to tell you how to make the things. And if you are someone like me who is maybe not so great in the kitchen, um, it also comes, the cards come with, like, pictures to show you, like, what all the steps look like. So... 
even if you are like not confident in the kitchen or you're like, this isn't my favorite thing to do, they make it super easy for you. They give you all the ingredients that you need. Um, you can go online and even pick, you can tell them like, I'm allergic to fish or I'm really looking for things that are like heart healthy. You can pick your meals to fit your own dietary needs and preferences and whatever. Uh, there's over 50 different weekly options. You can skip weeks when you need to change your delivery date and tell them all about your favorite preferences for foods. So you should go to hellofresh.com slash locked on 16 use code locked on 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That is HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Make your kitchen life so much easier with HelloFresh. It's America's number one meal kit. So along the lines of players playing through things, playing longer than they should, uh, battling, uh, Ryan Getzloff with the Anaheim Ducks, who was kind of the target of some trade speculation at the deadline. There were some teams rumored to be interested in adding him as a veteran, uh, hoping to get him a cup sort of as his career winds down. Uh, he had signed, been kind of signing like one-year deals with the Ducks to just take it year by year, which I think is a smart approach for an older player. Um, he has announced that he is retiring at the end of this season. So 36 years old, has played 17 years, uh, his entire career with the Ducks. He's been the captain for 11 years. Uh, he's been in and out of the lineup this season with injuries. So, you know, I, I think kudos to him kind of that he is getting to go out on his own terms. And he even kind of said that in the like press conference that he did, that he said, you know, I was going to, I was going to stop and my body tells me it's time to stop. And he has listened to that and is stepping away on his own terms. Uh, you know, I'm sure that he, like everyone who has to retire, probably would have preferred to win one more cup. But, uh, you know, I feel like looking at what's going on with the Ducks and the rebuild that they're in, if he wants to stay there, which, you know, he was pretty committed to being a one-team guy, there's no cup on the horizon for the next couple of years. So he is hanging up the skates at the end of the season. And that is a legendary rivalry that uh you, you just you just i mean you do have have i feel like these classic player rivalries oh, like 100%. are just there's nothing that, that like makes up for them right and like you were saying him being able to go out on his own terms is like respectable mm -hmm. i'm sorry but there is nothing like I don't know. I just, I don't want to see players out there until their bodies give up on them. Yeah. Like you yeah. should not have to, you know, skate off mm -hmm. and call it a career because of a concussion or something like you should yeah. be able to do it on your yeah. own terms. But, you know, I feel like we are seeing players who play until they're older. 36 is not old in human years in hockey years. It's, pushing but mm -hmm. you know I think it's um it's respectable I think you know if he didn't <laughs> resign with Anaheim at the end of this season he probably would have ended up a Bruin because Don Sweeney loves nothing more than his Anaheim Ducks but true true so, they do keep like you know Ducks East 
Um, Getzloff was part of that 2003 draft class, which was just like the frosted tips. Yeah, like the, yes, the frosted tips. The, the like, I, if if no one's seen it, you absolutely should go Google pictures of the 2003 draft. There's a picture of like all of the top guys sitting on like a staircase or something, and it is it is so 2003. Also, Getzloff has hair in it, which is great. <laughs> um, and but that draft class was just stacked, like so many of those guys are going to go on to be future hall of famers. Um, and, and for him this season, he finally passed a thousand career points. He right now has 1013 uh, and he is now Anaheim's all-time leading scorer. Uh, so he passed uh Tamu Solani for that uh, earlier this season. So he he's kind of accomplished everything he could accomplish. He's got gold medals with Canada. He's got a Stanley cup. He's got over a thousand hockey games to his, to his name. And what uh, you want? right. And yeah, he gets to call it quits when he wants to call it quits. I'm pretty sure that he's just going to stay there. Uh, everyone basically assumes he's going to go work for the Ducks in some capacity once he's done. Like, he's not going to go away. Right. And, you know, I think that's commendable. I think that there are a lot of players who, you know, like Pekka Rene, who just mm-hmm. retired last year. He, he still hangs out around the rink. Yeah. He's still Why not? there. He's in everyone's, I don't want to say in everyone's business, but <laughs> he's helping them out. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure that uh, Getzlaff will be the same way. And I don't, I know that he's married. I don't know if he has kids or not, but, you I'm know. Sure like seven because uh, hockey players. Honestly, it's like a little village. <laughs> but, I, you know, I hope that he's able to enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. being home in one place and not right. have to live in hotel rooms or yeah. have to worry about, you know, being traded or, you know, there's a sense of stability there that yeah. I'm sure will be odd. Right. Good. I can imagine. Yeah. So you can definitely go. I know Locked on Ducks will be talking about him and doing some retrospectives. Um, the big hot question is always, is Ryan Getzloff a Hall of Famer? Uh, and there's a just to, to close out, there are some statistics that uh, indicate the answer is probably yes. Uh, there's only 11 other players. This comes from an ESPN article. There's only 11 other players in, a, in NHL history who have captained the same team for 10 years and scored a thousand points. Of those 11, nine are retired and have been eligible for the Hall of Fame with eight inducted. Uh, mm-hmm. Two more of them are not currently eligible because they are still in the league, which is Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. So... If you're Still on a list up. with them, you're going to the Hall of Fame. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are, there, there are some like hot takes in Ducks community of it, he shouldn't be, maybe he shouldn't, but no, that he, as a Kings person who has detested this guy for right. years, seeing him on the other side of the ice, that he's a Hall of Famer, like no question about it. Right, and I, I don't know. It feels weird to like say that about like your own player too. right especially yeah. if you like look at his yeah and be like yeah no he yeah. doesn't like, no. like what more do you want from him it's not I his know. fault that like they couldn't get another stanley cup literally like, <laughs> what do you want right like he's not the gm what do you want from him and like there was dysfunction in the room for a little bit so yeah. let's not like <sighs> Yeah. Down, but whatever. So congrats to Ryan to Ryan Getzloff. I feel like I, I, I feel like their last game might be against the Kings, which would be really funny. If it isn't, like it should be, it should because be, that'll be it. real funny. Um yeah, I, I feel like 
Jonathan Quick is just going to have to like punch him one last time for for old time's sake. But uh, congrats to him. And I will be glad not to have to like play against him all the time because even now he's still good and annoying. Right. And, you know, happy trails. Exactly. But leave us alone. (laughs) Exactly. We're going to talk about some great coaches coming up after this, but I think you've got some stuff to tell us about first. I do. The sun is shining today. And um, if I, yeah, my blinds are closed. uh, You know, if I was wearing my contacts, I would absolutely be uh, sporting some Shady Rays. Uh, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of a $200 pair of sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. I'm clumsy, so sign me up. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That is promo code LOCKEDON for their best deal of this season. 50% off for more for two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. And now, you know, shopping wears me out. I, I think that um, you might need a little gas in the tank after you go cruising on uh, Shady Rays, but Built Bar will satisfy that hunger. Built Bar is a delicious-tasting protein bar that will... Um, you satisfy your hunger, fill your tank, and their marshmallow puffs are the first ever infused protein, or sorry, protein-infused marshmallows, which I think is super cool. Uh, they taste delicious too, and you can head over to Built.com and check out their variety of flavors. Um, you know, I always love getting my Built Bars in the mail. Can't go wrong with mail day there, and you can get them at a discounted price. That is Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. All right. Let's talk about awards because one of them, I feel like, I feel like I don't want to wade into the one that everyone keeps talking about, which is the heart trophy stuff of like, I'm, I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of hearing about that. So let's talk about the more interesting one, which is the Jack Adams. It's probably not the more interesting one, but I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's the most interesting because of what each team thinks their coach does that's Mm. more significant. Like each fan base is like, well, Rod Brindamore did this three years ago. That's great. But this is this year. That's this year. So let's let's talk about. Yeah, that is interesting. I feel like, yeah, each team, I mean, obviously everyone wants their team to win all the things, but yeah, there's a lot of, I feel like this award has to be really hard to to figure out because it's it all depends on how how you define it um the last four winners let's do last five because the fifth one is funny um of the jack adams which is the award for best coach uh rod brandemore won last year bruce cassidy with the boston bruins the year before 
uh, Barry Trotz with the Islanders, Gerard Gallant with the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, how'd that work out for him? Uh, and then uh, the the fifth one was John Tortorella with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, so yeah. it, it's it's weird. I feel like my take on this has always kind of been, and you know, I feel like last year with the Hurricanes it was kind of the one that like blew that take a little bit out of the water sort of um but the take is always like show me a good goaltender and i'll show you your jack adams winner because most of these teams have gotten spectacular goaltending and how much of it is you know if you're looking at the team's success how much of it is coaching how much of it is you know last year with hurricanes alex and nadelkovich got hot at the right time and then you know surprise um but there are some front runners for the award in our half of the map here in the Western Conference, uh, including your own Daryl Sutter is a lot of people think that he is kind of the favorite. So what is what's your case for Daryl Sutter winning the Jack Adams? You know, Daryl Sutter is a guy. <laughs> he is a guy. And I think he had a quote when, you know, the award season like really like the discussion kicked off and he was like he was asked about you know his him being the favorite for the jack adams and he was like that's a regular season award talk to me at the end of the season i'll say that's fair you know that's fair but i think that he has taken this team to a level (laughs) that i don't think was meant to happen this year Mm -hmm. and he has done that with Good goaltending, obviously, and Jacob Mm -hmm. Markstrom. But I think that him reassembling the lines and, you know, really pushing this team to get their butts in gear Mm -hmm. and in shape has really turned it around. And the biggest concern was, is Johnny Gaudreau going to uh, fit under uh, in Sutter's Mm -hmm. system? And he's on pace for like 110 points this season. He's playing the best hockey of his career. So I will let everyone else decide that. But even Matthew Kachuk, not taking as, well, I shouldn't say not taking as many penalties, but he is not as uh, out of control as he used to be. He's finally in a position where like hockey Mm -hmm. uh, like winning is important and it's not about just being a pest and even you know being able to bring in guys like Blake Coleman and um, really elevate the younger guys and push them to this next level is quite commendable but I'm also sitting here thinking who would have thought this success for the flames would happen after last year and the year before so quickly. So I think it's a testament to his ability to coach his ability to lead and it works. Yeah. I feel, I feel like for me, like whenever I'm thinking about like the Jack Adams, I'm always like, it's like Jared Bednar is one of the favorites for it. Um, You know, Andrew Burnett with the Panthers. So I think actually like you could, like you could, make a case for him given that like he wasn't supposed to be the coach um and right. that, that team is just juggernauting their way along anyway um but i'm like john cooper jared bednar no you don't get to win coach of the year awards like you're t- like for me i'm like is your team like overperforming have you made your team like greater than the sum of its parts or whatever right and i feel like 
yeah, like we're seeing that with Calgary of no one really thought that they would be where they are this year. And here they are. Everyone is doing the right thing. Daryl Sutter has, you know, done the Daryl Sutter thing and like energized them all. Um, I don't you know. know. But magic. I mean, well, they're afraid of him. No. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I would be. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I'm afraid of every authority figure. But like, <laughs> I think Daryl Sutter just like, I think he, you know, he has that soft side to him. Mm-hmm. Like when he talks about his son, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's very soft. But even like when you talk, like when he's he addresses the media after games, he's very um, straight, very... Yeah blunt and he even sent out the assistant coach a game last mm-hmm. month because he was like I'm not doing this this is <laughs> if I go out there I'm probably gonna yeah. Lose my job. yeah so you know I think that he is a good coach but then you also have to look at what's going on in LA mm-hmm. because I did not expect them to be a playoff team yeah. this year yeah let alone second in the Pacific mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I, yeah I think that you know this I mean this is where like you know everyone on the west coast is like east coast bias because like no one you know I think people are playing paying attention to the flames because they are like leading you know they are whatever and because they're flames whatever um but you know no like anytime I talk to anyone they're like wait the kings are doing what like no one has noticed which is fine with me like please do not perceive my team but yeah like gatekeep right like but yeah like Todd McClellan no like the analytics didn't expect this um most like media analysts fans didn't expect this um i think that you know the team's inability to have any special teams that work at all should knock several points off of you know his candidacy but i think that he should be at least in the conversation uh you know i I think he should be considered as a nominee uh because yeah this team is absolutely overperforming he is getting them to do things that you know no one thought they were going to do. The guys look like they're having fun again, um, which, I mean, past like three seasons, no one's been having fun there. And they're winning games, which like is important. But yeah, I'm like, if if they do this award and like Jared Bednar walks away with it, I'm like, Calgary is like, you're not Calgary. Uh, Colorado is just like stacked. Like, right. like that's not fair. I just maybe like you know I could see the case for like last year like whenever like literally everyone was hurt and they still were winning games with basically an AHL team like that yes like Mm -hmm. you have done things with a team that you've got like one player on right I'm like if your team is regularly like thought of as a cup favorite and oh your season is good that doesn't count. Like, I truly think it has to be, like, a bad news bear situation. Yes. You yes. build a team from a bunch of just, like, the last kids picked mm-hmm. in dodgeball or the gym favorite game, and you turn them into right. – it doesn't even have to be a cup favorite or a right. contender. Like, just a, a successful regular season mm-hmm. team. Yeah, I mean, that's why, like, when Gerard Gallant won for Vegas, you know, it was Vegas's <laughs> first season. Like, that was absolutely deserved because everyone looked at that team and was like, this team's going to be hot garbage. And then they no, did I, what they did. Yeah. And I think, I don't want to call them hot garbage now, but, like, <laughs> it eventually fell apart. Right. They're, they're not as dominant as right. they have been. But, yeah, I, I just... If you're if you're listening to this and you get to vote on this, 
Like, please leave it down in the comments on <laughs> in the YouTube section. Be first of all, be nice because I'm so tired of you people, like people, but I'm so tired of commenters <laughs> being like, "Well, they don't know anything." Shut up. Just tell us who you'd vote for. I don't need an essay. Right? Like, just yeah. Who would you <laughs> vote for if you think that there is a case for voting for? a Jared Bednar, a John Cooper, a I coach one of the top teams in the league that everyone knew was going to be a top team in the league. Like, please justify that because I don't know how you would do make, make, no, right. no. John Cooper should not even be in the conversation because his team has won back-to-back cups. Right. And like, he's a great coach, but he also has like, like Nikita Kucherov and Victor Hedman are like a cheat code. Right. You don't get you don't get any sort of cookies or brownie points here. You are out of conversation. Yeah, or built bars. Exactly. Yeah. You don't get yeah. Yeah. Tell us who you vote for because I'm always fascinated by this one. And I feel like whoever wins is never who I thought was gonna win. So let us know. Let us know what you think. That's gonna do it for us today. Uh, here on Locked on NHL. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Jess, for people who want to hear more from you or tell you why Daryl Sutter is great or not great, uh, where should they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. It's on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, you can find the show at Locked on Flames uh, wherever you get your podcasts um, on YouTube as well. Cool. And I'm on Twitter at right said Sarah locked on Kings is at locked on LA Kings on Twitter. Uh, also available wherever you get your podcasts, this show locked on NHL available on any podcast platform you can think of. We're on YouTube. So make sure you are subscribed. You make sure you're getting notifications. So you never miss episodes. Tell your buddies all about it because of course we are getting close to the playoffs, which means it's fun season because we're getting down to the games that are for all the marbles. So keep listening to Locked on NHL uh, all season long uh, for more great hockey news. There's content every day of the week here on Locked on NHL. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you, us personally, next week on Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.